Bobby. Tom. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Welcome to episode four of the Oceanside High School Soccer Reunion Podcast. And um, thank you for joining me this morning. Hey, thanks for having me. I, you... I appreciate being part of this elite, this elite crowd here. Well, it's, it's been a lot of fun, and I hope that you, um, I, I know that you will add some insights to the, uh, the stories that have been shared with hmm. the other uh, players from the 1968 soccer team in the previous podcast. So I'm, I'm, I'm appreciative that you are joining us this morning and look forward to uh, some of the stories and recollections you have to share. Uh, before we go any further, just why don't you share a little bit with everybody, Bobby, your graduating class and your connection to the team and what you've been doing over the uh, last 50 years. <laughs> uh, I graduated in 1971. I am uh, I was on the 69 and 70 Long Island Championship teams. Um, I have uh, been uh, married for 38 years. Um, four children and two grandchildren. I, I live in uh, Westchester County in, in New York, and um, I've been in the jewelry business my entire life. Since college, I've been, uh, I've been in the jewelry industry, and uh, it's, been, it's been interesting. Any been soccer players in the family other than you? <laughs> I think everybody, well, you know, I, one of the things I wanted to mention, I wasn't much of a soccer player myself. I really wasn't very very good. And I think my kids kind of followed in my footsteps. They think, <laughs> I think they tried, but uh, I don't think anybody went on to any kind of great soccer prowess. So, for, for sure. Well, I, I think if you were to hear my brother talk or myself, I will share with you that I was not a great soccer player in terms of the skill set that I possessed. I had speed, which was a, a big advantage, as you know, as a soccer player. So that I was, didn't, that I didn't was even my have success. Speed. I didn't even have speed, though, Tom. <laughs> I wasn't that fast. But, uh, but I, 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 I should give you a little bit of the background of why I, I'm even here, uh, Here, I guess. I, I think I have, have an interesting perspective on this uh, whole soccer reunion. Um, and my perspective is basically from the bench because I was not one of the starting players on, on the team I was second string at best you know we played a lot and you know in practices and stuff like that but I don't think I ever started a game in my life in my in in senior high school for sure mm -hmm. but um I was Joe Gold is my my main claim to fame here I was Joe Goldberg's first captain of his first team when Oceanside United in like 1962 when he started when it when he started Oceanside United right and, and and whatever uh, qualities he saw in me, my leadership qualities at the time, diminished very quickly once um, he saw me play soccer. But but uh, but but I stuck with it for for many many years until a, a senior in high school, and it was really it was a lot of fun. Obviously, I played with a lot of great players. I played with you know all these guys were so so good. These a lot of some of them still play, I guess. Can you can you name some of the guys that you played with, and perhaps some that you kept kept in touch with over the years? Sure. Um, well, t Tony Higgins, who uh, gave podcast number three, is uh, remains a good friend of mine. So Tony and I still talk. In fact, he's the reason I know about this uh, reunion in the first place. Mm -hmm. uh, since then, I've spread the you know I've had conversations with uh, Warren Kaplan. 
Rod Kaplan is, we're trying to get him up for this. Uh, Johnny Robinson, I've spoken to Fred Barbarato. I spoke to Kenny McComsky about it not too long ago. God rest his soul and Stephen Helfan and, and, and uh, these are all some, you know, really, really, really good players that played at this time and, and remain good friends of mine. You're, you're mentioning all these names and it brings back memories for me. I'm seven years younger than you guys or seven years younger than my brother. And I remember going to all the games and watching from the sidelines and looking up to these guys as well. And I think that through my brother and the guys that he played with and influenced me in terms of wanting to play soccer in high school. So I, I played for Oceanside High School soccer also, and I was captain of the 1976 soccer team. Wow. So That's... you and I share something that we both played for Artie Wright. And you and you were a, Go, a Joe Goldberg disciple too, I believe. I am a Joe Goldberg disciple as well, and I'm sure that we both have stories that maybe we can share at the reunion and not so much so during this podcast, if you know what I mean. Sure, <laughs> sure. There's, there's a lot of them. Yeah. Everybody, everybody's got their own Joe Goldberg story for sure, right? That, that's for sure. So talk about the perspective, the unique perspective that you uh, brought to this team or have of this team. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm probably the only one who thinks I have a unique perspective, uh, Tom Faded. <laughs> but <laughs> that's besides the point. No, no seriously, the, the, um, the, the guys who played before me, like the 68 team, I mean, those guys were always like, you know how it is in high school when you're 17, 16 years old. These guys were like deity, you know, mm. these, you know, and they, and they were all great players. I mean, you know, people like Gary Statham and the Haps and those guys. I mean, those were great ball players. Even the, the Roddy and Warren had a Kaplan had a brother by the name of Daryl Kaplan who played soccer for Oceanside, who was uh, uh, he, he, he was a, probably the main reason. I, I ended up going to college at Ohio University where Gary Statham was also. Mm -hmm. and, and, and certainly Daryl was a big influence in me going there. So. And then the guys who played that year, like I remember Al Whedon was uh, just I remember, I remember your brother Jerry, all the, but but I didn't know him that well. Like I knew the guys who were on the '69 and '70, the guys I graduated with in my class. We we were close. We had a really great group of guys, and these guys could go out there and play soccer. I mean, they could go out there and play soccer. They start, like I said, we started when we were nine. Joe, um, Joe, when Joe first, I I remember being on the field the first time we were in some recreation thing in uh, the junior high school and Joe Goldberg just showed up out of nowhere. I think he'd just come in off the, out of Czechoslovakia. I don't think he changed his, his clothes yet. He smelled like hell. And, and, <laughs> and um, he, he just rounded up a group of guys to play soccer. I mean, J Joe got us to, uh, he bought the uniforms. He got us in his basement. He made the calls. He, he lined up drivers. He did it all. He did it all. He did everything and he'd get us in the car and we'd go to some godforsaken places in Brooklyn and Queens that had, you know, we played against guys who, knew, who didn't know any English, but basically. And that was kind of the way that the whole thing started there. And, um, and, and we did that for many years until, uh, and, until Artie Wright kind of took over and, and turned it into as, as great a teams as, as they were. But I, I think you do give Joe Goldberg credit though, because he really, created that farm system, so to speak, that led to many of the players going from his team to the high school team. So he yeah. really does deserve some credit there. A lot of credit, a lot of credit. And that's a good term for, to use as the farm system, basically. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, they had these guys, you know, everybody was playing soccer when they were 10, 11, 12. I think we had a, we had a jump on a lot of the other towns nearby that didn't have a German American soccer league presence. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, the, the, it, it was, uh, everybody was playing years before. By the time everybody, people got to high school, they were pretty good. So um, having that uh, common element that we both played for Coach Wright, I mean, I certainly have some stories, but I, I want to hear from you. Do you have any particular story that stands out about Coach Wright that you want to share? <laughs> um, you know, first of all, I was, news, I was his newspaper boy. I, I delivered the Newsday to him. Him, him, the, him and the Haps lived on the same street, and that was my route. So I got to know Artie pretty good from, from different, uh, different perspectives, I did guess. He, did he tip well? He was a pretty good tipper, yeah. He was a, he was a pretty good tipper. He was just uh, Artie. Uh, what I I think what I just my biggest memory about Artie was just that he used to let us go out and play soccer. That that I look back, he just seemed like a a terrific man. He 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 wasn't technical by any stretch of the imagination. He wasn't giving us lessons on how to kick the ball or how to do, you know, or, or he, I don't know if, what he do about soccer, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. But but he seemed to be able to get the most out of uh, his players. He knew how to motivate, that's for sure. He knew how to motivate, yeah. He knew how to motivate. He knew how to manage. He knew how to motivate. And, and, and everybody liked playing for him. And, you know, the atmosphere was really good. People liked playing for him. And that was, I guess, you, you know, it wasn't like you see the football guys practicing and they're hitting their heads up against the uh, whatever they got to hit their heads up against. You know, we were just out there, you know, we were out there playing soccer. And Artie, you know, he would bark out some instructions from time to time. For the most part, he just, you know, I guess he was like a, ch- a chess player. Whoever mentioned it being like a chess game, I, it, it's, he was right. You know, Artie just kind of like knew how to maneuver the pieces and the guy and knew who was playing well and put him there and put him there. And he was just very, very good, I guess, at being the architect of that whole thing. So, Bobby, you know, your, your perspective is unique in this sense as well. Uh, you were on the first Long Island championship team of 68. And then you were part of the team that went on to win the following year and the year after. C- correct. Correct. When I was a, when I was a sophomore, you guys, they, they won the champ, the Long Island championship, the, the seniors, uh, Tony was like the only senior who played for, who, I'm sorry, Tony was the only sophomore, sophomore. the entire year. He played the entire year. I think the Kaplans came up during the playoffs, maybe Rudy too. I'm not, I'm not even sure. But um, yeah, I, I was on the two championship teams from when I was a junior and a senior in 69 and 70. And it, it was, it was really a lot of fun. I mean, we, we had a, we had a blast. I, I, I'd like to take credit for uh, starting a group on the bench called the Scrub Club. Mm-hmm. The, um, the Scrub Club, I was kind of the president. I claimed myself the president from the beginning. Self-claimed uh, president. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, self-claimed, right. There was no voting <laughs> at the time. And uh, we were kind of proud of it for some reason. And I'm not exactly sure why we were proud of it. But we were certainly like, you know, from the bench, where they had a they, they had a great support system, the, the guys who were starting. And we were sort of like the spiritual leadership, I guess, of it at, at, at the mm-hmm. time, you could say. You know, so, I don't know. Maybe I'm taking more credit for it. <laughs> No, you deserve the credit. Let me ask you this, though. The, was there a difference in the uh, each of the championship seasons? Was there a difference? Yeah. You, you know what? There was um, 
when when Rudy Lamonic, I don't know if all you, all you, all you guys, might, everybody must know the story. Of course, Rudy. of course. Yeah. So, so when he when he his passing was like in the middle of the season. His what passing, year? What year was that? You know, Higgins knows all this stuff. So, so well, I'm not quite. I believe it was our senior year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it it almost has to be when Rudy got his leg amputated and and he and he passed. And, mm-hmm. Hold on, I'm getting a little choked up here. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, that was that was kind of the difference that that year for for sure. Yeah. We, we were we we were just out there. I don't know. I don't think we knew any better. I, I, I don't think we knew any better. We just everybody just loved the game, loved being together. You know, you're 17, you're 16, right? <laughs> you're right. Whatever, whatever it is you're just out there playing ball. And you know, any any contribution or participation in the team brings those participants closer together. But having gone through what the Oceanside soccer team went through in 68, 69, and 70, really, I I guess, solidified the relationships um, that we're seeing now, 50 years later. Everybody's coming together. And uh, what I'm hearing are stories that are about passion and friendships and uh, relationships that exist 50 years later. And I think being on that team, that winning team, you know, contributed to the strength of the relationships that we're seeing. Yeah, it, it certainly marks your life at a certain point in time that you maybe you don't even realize it, you know, the, and how it plays a part and, and how it all plays out mm-hmm. later. But it's, it's true. We, we were good. We had fun. We had a great time. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't have phones to look at during, during halftime <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and all that stuff. And it was, uh, it, it, it was it was good times. It was good times. The coaching was good. The uh, it was a very passionate. I guess it was a very passionate place to to play soccer and play sports and go to high school and grow up mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, uh, over the years, have you attended any of your class reunions? Yeah, I think I've been to all of them. I think I've been to all. Of them. Um, yeah, I don't think I missed. So th- this reunion is going to be uh, another opportunity for or everybody to get together or many people from that particular team to get together to share stories. Um, and we're happy that we're able to do it also through these podcasts. This is great. Yeah. This is terrific. I think it's a great idea, Tom. I hope uh, more people who don't think they have anything to say can step up and, uh, yeah. and, and, and uh, cause you do have something to say. Everybody does, you know, Bob, uh, just uh, one or two more things before we get going here, just, um, coming back to those reunions and having an opportunity to share, do you um, reflect it all upon what your high school experience was outside of being on the soccer team? What, what was it like in, in the Oceanside High School? Do you have any stories, any teachers that come to mind that, that you want to just uh, share about? <laughs> That's interesting. Well, you know, I wasn't a total loser at sports. I was the captain of the golf team at the time. I, I was the kid. I, I played golf for the time I was like 11. And I who was the coach of that team? Coach Sullivan, Robert Sullivan. I know him. I, yeah. Yeah. Sully. Yeah. Sully, he's still alive. He's still alive. He's, he's an older guy these days, which obviously, mm-hmm. but I spoke to Billy McComsky, uh when Kenny passed last week, I spoke to Billy, his older brother. I got to know mm-hmm. Billy uh, pretty well. He was the manager of the steak law restaurant on mm-hmm. Lincoln Avenue. Where I worked as a waiter in college, uh-huh. and Billy was the manager. Billy was the manager of the of the uh, restaurant, and I used to um, 
play golf with him in the morning, and he used to schedule me for the evening for <laughs> for, for waiting. So Bill, Billy was a was a was a, a hell of a ball player. Mm-hmm. He played soccer. He played soccer, and he went on to become a professional. Became a a, a very good teacher. Billy's a very good teacher and um, obviously didn't play the pro tour. He didn't do that kind of stuff, but you know, there's a certain segment of the pros that also are really good teachers. And Billy was one of them. I think he ended up running. He told me he ended up running. I I really disconnected with Billy for for decades also Mm -hmm. until I had heard about Kenny. And then I called Billy the other day just to Mm -hmm. kind of catch up Mm -hmm. with him. I'd love to play golf with him again. And he's, he's a terrific guy. So what is it? What uh, memories do you have about Oceanside in our community? (laughs) You know, I remember uh, Oceanside was kind of like a um, when I when I tell people, I said it was kind of like a lever to beaver society, kind of, you know, like Warden June Cleaver. I was the beave. My brother was Wally. And, uh, you know, it was good. The, the Donna Reed show it was good family value. <laughs> you know, it was like a good, good middle class working society there. You know, a lot of my parents bought a house for twelve thousand dollars on Derby Drive South. You know, they came out of Brooklyn like so many other families that just seek a better life after World War Two for their families. You know, so that means you went to school three. I went to school three. That's where I went. I went. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I, I'm a product of Oak School Three. And, yeah, and I was that, class of '76, a graduating class of '76. Very cool. And, and my see, my wife is now a teacher. She has been a teacher for many years at School Number Three. That's where we met. So really, I have very fond memories about School Three. Wow. Yeah. 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 No, me too. That's for sure. That's for sure. There was uh, yeah, the the Kaplan's grew up right down the block from me. Mm-hmm. The, Lauren and Roddy and Daryl and Tony wasn't too far away. Stephen Helfand. Mm-hmm. We were all like school three guys. So mm-hmm. just when I get to go, when I'm lucky enough to get back to Oceanside, I generally try and pass by, you know, go through the neighborhood. Right. And school three, it looks great. School three looks great. It does, exactly it does great. look great. Um, so obviously you're going to be attending the uh, the reunion. Yes, sir. All right. So I'm, I'm looking forward to meeting you then. I've had a pleasure talking to you. And, and learning uh, from you about your experiences as, as a member of that soccer team and, and growing up in Oceanside. So thank you for being a part of our uh, podcast and uh, being a, a great contributor to episode four. And we look forward to seeing you in November. Thank you, Tom. Right back at you. I appreciate it. All right, Bobby. Be well. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Take care. Bye.